なも妙法蓮華経なも妙法蓮華経なも妙法蓮華経。Hi everyone, thank you for being here. Thank you for your practice. I really do appreciate your support, liking and subscribing. It's a Bodhisattva act, right? Simple, only takes a moment. What am I forgetting to do here? Okay, all right. Get on with business. <clears throat> So I believe today, well, I don't know if we'll finish this chapter today. There's quite a bit to go yet. So we are in the midst of the third chapter of the prologue to the Lotus Sutra, the Innumerable Meanings Sutra. We are also in the midst, actually we're about to start the fourth what you might call the conspicuous merit of practice, what you can expect <clears throat> as you train your mind, your Gohonzon mind, to stay open like the, the eye opens so you can experience life as it truly is happening, moment to moment to moment. This is your liberation from clinging to the past and craving into the future. It's about experiencing the engine of life as you experience it with all of everything still there. But your attachments, your preoccupations, your monkey mind of worrying, anxiety, and stress about things in the past and things possible in the future. <clears throat> Just live, be as it's happening we ourselves every every molecule and atom and cell and quantum fluctuation that makes this apparatus so we can have a mind is constantly in motion nothing is static so follow the motion be with life then you don't have to stress about it so much right and you can influence how you feel or experience that life. <clears throat> if it's not going in a direction you like, then change your operating parameters. It's easy when you're in the moment, but you bring all that baggage along from the past and you, it paralyzes you. Or what's it going to do in the future? And it paralyzes you. This is dukkha. This is exactly the first premise that Shakyamuni talked about. And this lotus method is the big renge, the aha moment, where you realize, oh, immerse yourself in it. Stop trying to play chess with it. Be it. Namo myoho renge kyo. Yeah? So, We've already, in the first three merits, talked about aspects of what that's like. So the fourth one is the inconceivable merit power of this sutra, the Lotus Sutra. Is he talking about the Lotus Sutra here, or is this still the innumerable meaning sutra? Or is it not obvious by now that the innumerable meaning sutra is just the prologue of the Lotus Sutra? It's all about the Lotus Sutra. This is why the threefold lotus teaching is so important, right? 
<clears throat> is as follows. I apologize, my throat, I have to keep clearing it. If a living being can hear this sutra but once, or only one verse, a phrase, namo myoho renge kyo, he will obtain the spirit of bravery. Because to live this life, especially to live it free and fully, takes a certain amount of courage, doesn't it? It takes effort. And in order to make effort, you have to have confidence in yourself. That's what this whole resource is about. What are you doing, Jewel? Why don't you come up here? Sorry. Lately, I've been bringing my new little puppy with me, and she's curious about this building. That's okay. That's what puppies do, yeah. So you'll attain, you'll obtain the spirit of bravery and relieve others just with your bravery, right? We radiate our life condition to those around us, to our environment. Even though he cannot yet relieve himself, there may be aspects in our lives that we'll always have some doubt about. But that's why we practice constantly. More and more, we burst those little bubbles of doubt and we become more and more increasingly confident, resolved to keep our Buddha eye open, aware, engaged in the face of the Saha world and all the samsaric training we've given ourselves, slowly pushing that out of the way and experiencing fully our capacity, our ability for enlightenment. He will become the attendant of the Buddhas. Well, of course you are. Not only for your own Buddha-ness, or your open-eye Buddha, but inspiring others to want to emulate what you are obviously with your life condition, imbued with, accomplishing. How is he doing that? How is she so confident? Where does she get that? Oh, from your Buddhist practice. Okay, okay, I don't want to hear about it right now. Okay, eventually. Why don't you tell me more about that Buddhist practice, right? Well, why don't you come over and just chant with me for a few minutes? Oh, this the chanting thing again. Well, just try it. You don't like it, leave, go home. I'll make you a sandwich. But if you're curious, I mean, that's, I can talk to you all day till I'm blue in the face, but you will not understand until we chant together, just for a few minutes, just to open that channel in your mind. Then when we talk, it'll be about what Buddhism is really about instead of opinions and stories and more bull crap. Because it won't mean anything to you until you open that, that door, that gate, that you know what it's called. All right. So by doing that, you're attending the Buddhas. They're Buddhas. They don't even know it. Do you see? Together with all the Bodhisattvas and all the Buddha Tathagatas will always teach the law to him. It just radiates from you. You will find. You won't have to look for opportunities. They'll come to you, right? Buddha says this. 
I will bring people to you, to you. Right? It's not like magical. Like he comes down and sweeps people like, here, go talk to him or go talk to her. No, your life condition will radiate out and that will have a resonance with people who are seeking and yet don't know what they're seeking. They will be drawn to you. Some of them will know exactly what they're drawn for. Others will uh, just want to talk to you. The opportunity will arise. Don't push it. Just be receptive to it. That's the key. Right? We don't want to force people into their own enlightenment. My goodness. We're not here to teach people what's good for them. We're here to help them achieve what they know is good for them. Yeah? <clears throat> On hearing it, this sutra, this teaching, he will keep the law entirely and follow it without disobeying. Disobeying. Maybe a different word would be better there, but disobeying, really, the obedience comes from oneself. Do you obey what you know to be life-affirming? Or do you break that just to, what, challenge yourself? See if you can get away with it? Get away with it from whom? Yourself, really. We think we, we pretend, humans pretend, others are in control of our life, but it's really us that we're either challenging or betraying or helping along, right? Now, Buddhism knows this, but not everybody knows this, especially if they're not familiar with Buddhism. Yeah? What's the matter, you? Moreover, he will interpret it for people extensively as occasion calls. That's exactly what I've just been saying. Okay, I'm going to take a little break here and see what my dog wants. I'll be right back. Okay, where was I? Sorry about that. What do you want? Get down. Get down. Good sons and daughters, suppose that a new prince is born of a king and queen. A day, two days, or seven days, and a month, two months, or even... Seven months passing away, he will attain the age of one, two, or seven, though he cannot yet manage national affairs. He will come to be revered by people and take all the great king's sons into his company. The king and queen will always stay and converse with him with special and deep affection because he is their little child. The king, the Buddha, and the queen this sutra, come together, and this son, a bodhisattva, is born of them. If the bodhisattva can hear one phrase or verse of this sutra once, twice, ten times, a hundred times, a thousand times, myriad times, myriad codas of times, or innumerable and numberless times, like the sands of the Ganges, he will come to shake the 3,000 great thousandfold world, the trichlocosm, right? Trichliocosm. I always have trouble saying that word. Though he cannot yet realize the ultimate truth and will take all great bodhisattvas into his attendance while being admired by all of the four classes and the eight guardians, though he cannot yet roll the great law wheel with the profound voice like the roll of thunder, 
entering deeply into the secret law of the Buddhas, he will interpret it without error or fault. <clears throat> he will always be protected by all the Buddhas and especially covered with affection because he is a beginner in learning. Good sons and daughters, this is called the fourth inconceivable merit power of this sutra. And that, that fourth power reminds me of something I learned in martial arts. And people who have never been in the martial arts or maybe have gone to some after-school program and, uh, you know, they, they learned about uh, the sport, but not the internal aspect of martial arts, which um, I think is a shame because that's the most important part. Um, what we learn as practitioners in the martial arts is that having a black belt is not the accomplishment that most people would, I'm a black belt. What achieving of a black belt, and this, you know, there are different belt colors depending on what art you're practicing. And uh, there are a few that consider the black belt to be the highest achievement. But as a rule, the black belt is really the your diploma, your culmination of learning, being a student of. The black belt, very plainly, means that you are now ready to practice the martial art. You now know enough about your own body, your physical realm, the way your mind and body work together, so that you, specifically you, now, instead of just repeating rote exercises that everyone is trying to do, you have now discovered as a black belt your unique way of expressing those different moves and can now develop all of that knowledge into your own individual expression of this martial art. That's what a black belt means. Now then you have degrees of black belts, right? First degree, second degree, third degree. That is your development on the way of achieving that art in your embodiment. You're no longer a student. You are now a practitioner, a <clears throat> what you might call a postgraduate, right? And the longer you practice, the more developed you become the more knowledgeable you become out of your becoming. So the analogy in Buddhist practice is not lost. So once you hear this sutra and you inculcate it, right? You grasp it. You're well on your way. And as you practice it more and more, and you study, and you learn more and more about the depth, right? Profound, profound, and yet profound. <clears throat> and you learn how this practice works for you, your life, your mind. And you attain these aha moments. Ah, then you become proficient. The language of Buddhism becomes your own. And that's when your confidence continues to build. So that's the fourth inconceivable merit. Good sons, good daughters. Fifthly, 
The inconceivable merit power of this sutra is as follows. If good sons or daughters keep, read, recite, and copy the sutra of innumerable meanings, the Lotus Sutra, as stated above, this has to be a reference to the Lotus Sutra as, a, as the innumerable meanings teachings itself, right? I make that annotation there. Such a profound and supreme great vehicle, either during the Buddha's lifetime or after his extinction, they will realize the way of great bodhisattvas, though they cannot yet be delivered from all the faults of an ordinary man and are still wrapped in delusions. In other words, yeah, there's always a beginning to this practice. You start from samsara in this saha world and you graduate slowly to bodhisattva in this saha world until you are no more, until extinction. <clears throat> but the potential to realize Buddhahood, unless the entire sentient mind population of this planet is expiated, <laughs> extinct, another extinction event, it will take some time before sentient minds appear again. Where? Here? Somewhere else in the cosmos? That's the purpose of the cosmos, to develop sentience. We're here. We're the pinnacle of that expression. What do you do with it? Become aware and live in that expression. That is the highest order of the universe. If you miss this opportunity, what in the hell are you doing? Just plummeting through life. Just you're like one of those uh, tumbleweeds, yeah? It's kind of sad. No wonder we develop compassion, yeah? All those tumbleweeds around us. Oh my goodness, let's sit you down and plant some roots and make you grow. Feel this engine of life. Know it. This is Buddhism, yeah? They will fill with joy and convince those living beings extending a day to a hundred kalpas or shortening a hundred kalpas to a day. Right? There's that time dilation again. When you fill a day with joy, doesn't that day just go by in an instant? Or the joy is so great, it feels like it'll never end. Time is irrelevant. It is the experience of life that is everything. That is Buddhahood, Buddhaness. Hmm? Good sons and daughters, these good sons or good daughters are just like a dragon's son who can raise clouds and cause a rainfall seven days after his birth. Good sons and daughters, this is called the fifth inconceivable merit power of this sutra. Here's my annotation. Another example here of the innumerable meanings as an epithet for the Lotus Sutra itself, as this is the identical claim and exhortation as we read in the Lotus. Even the title of Great Vehicle is further claimed in the Lotus as the one vehicle beyond all other vehicles either ever taught, currently taught, or ever to be taught. Hmm? 
Good Sons and Daughters, number six. The inconceivable merit power of this sutra is as follows. If good sons or, or good daughters keep, read, and recite this sutra, either during the Buddha's lifetime or after his extinction, even though clothed in delusions, they will deliver living beings from the life and death of delusions, the cycle of birth and death, yeah, and make them overcome all sufferings by teaching the law for them. After hearing it, living beings will put it into practice and attain the priori law, the merit, and the way, where there will be equality and no difference from the Buddha Tathagata. Not Shakyamuni Buddha, the Buddha Tathagata, the universal, cosmic, without time, enlightenment, the engine of life. Not only will you observe it, but you will be it. This is what I mean by immersed. Hmm? You surfers out there. I've known some of you in my life. And you talk about being at one with the wave, at one with the ocean. You feel like you're part of the ocean, not just the wave. The power, the strength, the motive force of the ocean. It's not just beneath your board and your feet. It runs courses through your veins, doesn't it? Yeah, that kind of knowing, that kind of confidence, that kind of resolve. Suppose that a king in uh, journeying or falling, in, uh, falling ill leaves the management of national affairs to his prince. Though he is an infant, it's happened many times in the human history, hasn't it? Then the prince, by order of a great king, leads all the government officials according to the law, and we know which law we're talking about here, right? And propagates the right policy so that every citizen of the country follows his orders exactly as if the king were governing. It is the same with good sons or good daughters keeping this sutra. So that's quite a powerful thing to say. He's saying you and me, when we read, recite, copy, keep this sutra, we are doing the work on par with Buddha itself. Well, of course because it's coming through our mind as a eye of Buddha, yes? But when we begin, we still are dragging along our samsaric monkey mind. It just, it takes time. But you want to uh, turbo that, supercharge that. You practice co with consistency. Slowly, your Buddha mind takes over your Saha mind, and you become an agent of Buddha-ness, yes? During the Buddha's lifetime or after his extinction, these good sons will propagate the doctrine, teaching exactly as the Buddha did. Though they themselves cannot yet live in the first stage of immobility, and if living beings, after hearing their teaching, practice it intently, 
They will cut off delusions and attain the law. Enlightenment. Full, perfect immersion into the engine of life. The a priori law of the universe of all phenomena, the engine of life, namo myoho denge kyo, my little note. The merit and the way, good sons and daughters, this is called the sixth inconceivable merit power of this sutra. Seventh, or seventhly, as it says here. The inconceivable merit power of this sutra is as follows. If good sons or daughters, good daughters, hearing this sutra either during the Buddha's lifetime or after his extinction, rejoice, accept, and raise the rare mind, the, the Guhanza mind, keep, read, recite, copy, and expound it, practice it as it has been taught, aspire to Buddhahood, Cause all good, all the good roots to sprout. Raise the mind of great compassion and want to relieve all living beings of sufferings. The six paramitas will be naturally present in them. You know, there's all these qualities that were once practiced as a difficult, arduous task by chanting Namo Myo expounding it, rejoicing, accepting it. All of those paramitas they'll just occur to you. You won't have to practice them. They will occur. Somebody asked me recently, how does chanting Namo Myo compare to all those earlier teachings about the jhanas and all the different meditations and samadhis and blah, 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 blah. Says it right here. Everything that's been practiced or taught before the Lotus Sutra, provisional all preparing those minds that weren't ready yet to conceive of this concept that one Dharani, the teaching of this Lotus Sutra, contains within it everything. In fact, so much does it contain it that you won't have to work on it. Just work on Myoho Renge Kyo. And you will inculcate all that which you have been taught by the Buddha. All of the teachings of the Shaki, of Shakyamuni Buddha's lifetime are contained within the Daimoku. So you don't study those earlier teachings or earlier Mahayana for the purpose of learning more than the Lotus Sutra. You study those earlier sutras to understand the profundity of what the Lotus Sutra instantiates. Big difference, yeah? So, yeah, you will uh, accomplish the six paramitas. Will, you'll just be imbued with them, naturally present in them, he says, Though they cannot yet practice the six paramitas as individual practices, they will just be part of who you become when you invoke Buddhahood. How could they not? The 
They will attain the assurance of the law of no birth in their attachment bodies, life and death, breaking from the delusions of the cycle of birth and death, and delusions will be instantly destroyed, and they will rise to the seventh stage of bodhisattvas. Now that's an important note, because you'll notice now that these incredible merit powers of practice are divided into ten. Well, these are the ten stages of bodhisattva practice. This is a description of the lotus bodhisattva. It's distinctly different than the previous lesser teaching of bodhisattva. So yeah, there's a bit of a shift going on here, yes? Suppose there is a vigorous man who tries to destroy an enemy on behalf of his king, and after the enemy has been destroyed with great joy, the king gives him half the kingdom as a prize. <laughs> good sons or daughters, or good daughters, who keep this sutra are like this. This they are the most vigorous of all ascetics. They come to attain the law treasure of the six paramitas, even though they are not consciously seeking it. The enemy of death and life will be naturally destroyed, and they will be made comfortable by the prize of the fife. Realizing the assurance of no birth as the treasure of half the Buddha country, Good sons and daughters, this is called the seventh inconceivable merit power of this sutra. Eighthly, where are we time-wise? Okay, we'll do the eighth and then we'll take a break, okay? The inconceivable merit power of this sutra is as follows. If good sons or daughters, either during the Buddha's, Buddha's lifetime or after his extinction, see someone who has received this sutra, they will make him... They will make him revere and accept it. Hmm? Either during the Buddha's lifetime or after his extinction, see someone who has received this sutra. They will make him revere and accept it exactly as if he saw the body of the Buddha. They will keep, read, recite, copy, and revere this sutra with joy. Serve it, serve and practice it as the law, firmly keep the comportments and perseverance. They will also practice almsgiving, raise a deep benevolence, and explain the sutra of innumerable meanings, the Lotus Sutra, this supreme great vehicle widely to others. To one who for a long time does not at all recognize the existence of, of sinfulness, errors, and fortunateness, they will show this sutra and convince him to have resolve in it with all sorts of expedients. By the strong power of this sutra, he will be made to stir up resolve and to convert suddenly. What does that mean, to convert suddenly? Does that mean slapping people in the head and going, here, the Buddha. <laughs> no, you know, you know what it is. Have you ever heard of Namo Myoho Renge Kyo? Say it. Namo Myoho Renge Kyo. What is that? That's, that's what we practice. That's the invocation of your Buddha potential. We all have potential for enlightenment. 
that Dharani, it's called, that Namo Myoho Renge Kyo calls it Daimoku, is the invocation of that enlightenment. That's what we do. You should come over and spend a few minutes chanting it with me. It's very powerful. And if, it, if you're interested, you'll feel it, if it's for you. And we can talk about it some more. But I can't really talk about Buddhism without doing that first because that's what opens your mind to hearing it, to understanding it. Without chanting first, it just sounds like another story. And it's, it's too powerful to, to not prepare you for it, really, honestly. It's sudden. Get somebody to repeat Namo Myoho Renge Kyo with you. Especially if you can get them to do it three times. Try it again. Didn't quite get it right. Namo Myoho Myoho Okay. Renge. It's kind of a rolled R there. Renge. It's a lot like Spanish or Latin language. Renge. Not Renge like Americans say it. You know, in the back of your throat. Renge. Renge. You know, just roll it a little bit. Just tongue. Renge. Renge. Yeah? That's it. That's it. Kyo. Kyo. Like you're going to say Kyoto, but just Kyo. Kyo. Yeah. That's it. Namu. Myoho. That's it. Renge. Kyo. Yeah. Namu. Myoho. Renge. Kyo. Yay. You got it. Why don't you come over to my place this weekend? We'll talk about it. If you're interested, or just give me a call sometime. Here's my number. Or I'll come over to your place. I'd rather you came over to my place than you could see my really cool mandala. Yeah, we have something we can focus on while we chant. Really, really helps get your mind open to your enlightenment. Hmm? It's not hard. After stirring up resolve, he will endeavor so valorously that he can acquire the virtue and power of the sutra and attain the way and the merit. In this way, these good sons or good daughters will attain the assurance of the law of no birth in their bodies of men or women by the merit of having been enlightened. See, the, you have to understand past and future craving, clinging, it goes down to the very atom of your in your bodies. The idea in your samsaric mind, in your saha mind, of birth and death as experiences are falsehoods. That's the samsaric part. All the mythology you've built about birth and death it's just potential instantiating. We are expressions of the cosmos. Constantly, moment to moment to moment. That hum of awareness, that's you and I. It's a distinctly different way of thinking about life, yes? Reach the upper stage, become the attendants of the Buddhas, together with all the Bodhisattvas, convert living beings quickly. Purifying Buddha lands. What are Buddha lands? Simply the experience of a sentient mind. Is the experience of that sentient mind full of potential? 
Of course it is. Is that potential being realized? Or is it just asleep in the back of the mind while the monkeys take over? Hmm. And attain supreme Buddhahood before long. Good sons and daughters, this is called the eighth inconceivable merit power of this sutra. In the next video, we'll talk about the ninth and the tenth, and I think that will close out the innumerable meanings chapter, and we'll start the Lotus Sutra proper. Looking forward to that, I am. But I love this innumerable meanings. I mean, it's the whole thing in a nutshell. Truly. <laughs> Once you practice this Lotus Sutra Buddhism for a while, the Innumerable Meaning Sutra is almost laughably concise. It has everything. But if you don't know the Lotus Sutra, then this is just a movie trailer. It's giving you highlights, but you don't understand what it means yet. Right? Most of you have practiced for some time. Most of you in our Sangha across the world have come back to the practice from previous efforts. Disillusion for whatever reason, I understand. But like the Sutra says, once you know, you know. At some point, okay, I know the answers here. I remember feeling it. Can we talk like normal human beings about it? Because this is important and it makes sense. It's not woo-woo. It's an experiential truth. Thank you. Thank you for practicing. Thank you for practicing and supporting this practice with this website of videos, the websites of, or the, the podcast, the audio podcast, all free because of you guys, because of liking and subscribing, because of buying eBooks and buying, going to the bookstore and the mandala store and the study resource on threefoldlotus.com, all of that information on the study materials page, core study materials page. Tons of data there, you know. You can print it out for yourself as a study guide, as a teaching guide, whatever you can use it for. Everything of this total resource is to support your confidence. And in that regard, take care of your health. It's hard to have confidence when you're, <laughs> right, not feeling well. So please take care of your health so you can keep your practice strong. Patrons, with your donations through Patreon or direct to PayPal. <clears throat> Again, I, I say it in every video, but I truly, truly am grateful for your support. We all are, really, because we're all benefactors of it. So thank you. Once again, I will see you in the next one. Bye for now.